the show. Welcome to the show. Hello, fanatics. I'm Dylan Phillips, and welcome to The Fan Attic, the podcast where we talk news and our views on movies, TV, video games, and anything else that comes to mind while we drink copious amounts of alcohol for your enjoyment. To my right, I don't have an answer to it, so it's Alex Hicks. Hey. Hey. Thanks. Yeah, I got nothing. Kind words. I got nothing this kind week. Kind words. Yeah. What, you want to be the, uh... You got nothing. You literally got nothing. Rick. I can see it in your eyes. You've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl to my Rick. Okay. Can I be... Oh, I don't want to be Glenn. That's a lie. I don't want to be Glenn. Anyways. Sometimes okay. <laughs> I feel like Glenn. Do you? Yeah. Just one of those days. Just a pounding headache. Anyways, moving on okay. to the news. <laughs> first up, Alex. What's first up? Yeah, so first up... um, a friendly neighborhood spot. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Aaron Zorkin, uh, who I've been calling Andy Aaron Zorkin Smorkin, because I can never remember his name, has apparently got meetings with both DC and Marvel to discuss possibly writing one of their upcoming movies yeah. or a new movie. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But the more interesting thing is that this guy has never read a comic book in his entire life. Like, yeah. he knows nothing about any superhero, so... Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, he, in case you are unaware, Aaron Sorkin is most well-known for the West Wing and Newsroom TV shows, but he also mm-hmm. did um, All the President's Men. That's the one with Jack Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think he did the Jobs movie in Social Network, too. Mm-hmm. So he he's really good with dialogue. So I think... That he would be best at for each um, Marvel and DC. For Marvel, I'd say Iron Man. Mm-hmm. For DC, I'm going to say Flash. I totally agree with Iron Man because I feel like it's... Iron Man is kind of similar to his character, one of the characters in the newsroom. Um, I can't remember the character's name, but he has that really iconic speech at the, in the very first episode about how America isn't actually the greatest country in the world. And that's one of my favorite monologues of all time. I just think it yeah. was so well written. Um, but I think that there's a lot of similarities, especially the cynicism in that character, mm-hmm. um, when compared to Iron Man, especially the way that, uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays him. Yeah. I think that for characters like those two characters, you need to have a lot of wit and mm-hmm. charm and you need to have those types of expositional, uh, dialogue scenes where it's going to be monologues between two characters that really stand out and we've had a lot of scenes where you listen to the dialogue and it's just kind of like overshadowed by the action sequences and so you get a little bit bored with the characters unless they're fighting yeah so to have those for those types of characters would be really good and aaron sorkin's one of the best for writing dialogue so i'm excited to see that and after movies like deadpool and um and just the way that Spider-Man was um, played in in the recent films. Yeah. Um, I think they've really seen that, that that works well and that captures audiences. So clearly they're trying to bring mm-hmm. on some writers that, that are more versed in, in writing better dialogue rather than just a bunch of actors beating each other up. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's clearly how we're, we're interested in, guys. Yeah. So the next piece of news is that Scott Gimple, the producer of The Walking Dead, has come out and said that he believes that the show Walking Dead can last 20 seasons. So we're on... Scott Pimple, you crazy. So (laughs) we're on, what, season seven? Yes. Yes, yes. Or season eight. It's one of those two. It's been a while. Yeah. So basically (laughs) he thinks that it's going to run for another 12 or 13 years. Um, Don't do that This ain't. This ain't 
a middle of the day housewife soap opera. This show. is not Coronation Street. This is yeah. This is no. not One Life to Live. No. Or yeah. It, <laughs> and he related it to The Simpsons. He's like, oh, The Simpsons could do it. This is not The Simpsons. Yeah. Like the he, Simpsons. The Simpsons is like Family Guy and like all those other yeah. ones where it's an animated show where the characters never grow old, and so you can just constantly throw them in new scenarios. And, and it's not only fine. do they not grow old, because he says, you know, with with The Walking Dead, you can you can kill off characters and bring in a whole new cast if you wanted to, but and it would be viable. Whereas in Coronation Street, I mean, you're living in this tiny little town. How does everyone keep getting murdered? I don't. But um, with The Simpsons, it's it's not, there's not like one story arc that kind of goes through the whole thing. There's not a huge, you know, the, mm -hmm. it's just, you can jump in on any episode. It, it's not linear. It's just, it's kind of just stuff all over the place. Mm -hmm. and, and no no one episode could be placed in a specific place in the timeline. And an episode can end and something's happened. And then the next episode, nobody remembers it ever happening. Yeah. But with Walking Dead, it has to be linear, so... The other thing with The Walking Dead, too, is that um, I'm going to use an example from a show that uh, has been on the air for 12 seasons, and that's Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy is based in a hospital, and so as much as she is the main character of the show, the characters around her can easily change. And I feel like because of that, um, because of the setting, it's very easy to take characters and move mm -hmm. them around. Whereas in a show like Walking Dead... Um, it isn't a show, again, that isn't, like, Grey's Anatomy, so it has to be about her. Walking Dead, the title of the show doesn't have a character's name in it, so it doesn't really care about that, but because they invested so much time in the main characters of this show, it's going to be very hard to not continue the show with any of them. Without them. But I have noticed, especially in this last season, that they've been really pulling away from Rick, and from and they're putting a lot... Of, like what they did with Orange is the New Black. I, I You know, at first it was all about Piper. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they, they realized that we're interested in the other characters, and they started writing way bigger parts for those other characters, and Piper almost you don't see her anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think they've kind of started doing the same thing with Walking Dead, but it's just dragged so much this past season. I mean, nothing's happening. Yes, mm -hmm. they're going around recruiting people, and they haven't given Negan enough face time. That dude is a really great bad guy, mm -hmm. and they haven't given him enough... I don't know. I think they should definitely... More Negan, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I swear, if they kill him off in the end of this season, you've just done away with one of, like, the best villains that have been on the show. Like, the governor and Negan have been, like, the best villains. Mm -hmm. And you just got rid of them. And more more zombies. We've just... We've lost track of the zombies now. There's no... There's no walkers. There's no nothing. So... I don't, I don't see it going on for yeah. 20 years. I think if you dragged it on for 20 years, nobody would be watching it in the end. No. And Chris Hardwick would, would be at the end of the episode, please, please watch The Talking Dead. Please don't ever leave me. Oh. That's how I view him. <laughs> please, this is my career now. All right. So... <laughs> On, yeah, <laughs> on, on the we show. Go. <laughs> uh, so we always do a list. So this yes. week's list is... Mm. Alex, what's, the, what's this week's this list? This week's list is uh, four film couples that are gross when you really think about it. So I can actually think of a couple but that aren't on this list. But to start off with, we have John Connor time manipulates his friend into banging his mom, which is... So weird and true, and <laughs> you're watching the movie, and and I definitely thought it was a little weird, but I never really kind of that never really stuck in my brain. So 
Yeah. Just seeing that and then thinking back on the fact that I didn't think it was that weird kind of freaks me out more. <laughs> yeah, when you think about it more and more, you're just kind of like, wait a minute. So his dude friend, who's also his father, he he knew that the he'd have time. to send his friend back in time to kill him. And not too. only, yeah, not only does he bang his mom, he also dies. And John Connor knows he's gonna die. Yeah. And he... So he's just very selfish. And Kyle Reese is just like, yeah. Dude, I'm down. Send me back. I'll go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, number two on this list is from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's that Padme isn't statutory raping Anakin, but, like, only barely. Yes. So, basically, when they meet in the Phantom Menace, Anakin's nine and she's 14. And that's pretty creepy because she's starting high school and he's a fourth grader. That's massively creepy. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, uh, there's no way of explaining around that. No 14-year-old girl goes up to a 9-year-old boy and is like, damn boy. They're more like, I wonder if I could babysit you for some extra cash. Like, they're definitely not yeah. trying to pick the 9-year-old yeah. up. Yeah, it's, uh... It's very creepy. Yeah, so good on you, George Lucas. Thanks, George. Another wonderful prequel moment that was just awful. Um, so the next one is, so I haven't seen this film, but Dylan has, um, the transporter is so hard up that he'll abandon everything for openly manipulative sex. Yeah. (laughs) So basically the transporter is Frank Martin played by Jason Statham. And in this movie, he has a set of rules, um, that he abides by. And so when he finds this woman who's being trafficked by some mobsters he decides that he's going to deliver her to who wants her and so he acts like she's basically an object until she goes i want to have sex with you and he's like well screw my morals i seriously don't understand why this woman would be trying to i haven't seen this movie but mm. that doesn't seem very realistic to me i think it's because she uh he saves her life I still don't understand, but yeah. I feel like I have to watch the movie to understand that one. So yeah, I That's can... creepy in itself, that he, she even tried anything. Yeah. It's creepy in itself. And the last one, we both haven't seen this movie. Yeah. Um, While You Were Sleeping is about the most evil woman in the world getting exactly what she wants. And so this is a, uh, this is supposed to be a rom-com. I can't believe it's a and rom-com. And it's about this woman uh, played by... I'm blanking on her name Sandra again. Bullock. Sandra Bullock. I always do this. I always forget her name. I always think her name is Sarah. Sandra Bullock. And she meets this guy who falls into a coma. And she, when he wakes up, she convinces him that she's his fiance when she's actually, like, never met this guy before this point. And um, she convinces him so well that he ends up asking her to marry him again, even though he can't remember her. And then she's fallen in love with his brother, and so she tells him the truth and says, I'm not really your fiancé. I, I was trying to con you because I'm a, a con artist. And runs away. And the brother runs after her and proposes to her. And their whole family is like, yay, look, you proposed. Happy rom-com. And poor guy who was in a coma. Who knows what happens to him. Probably ends up in a freaking psychiatric ward. Like, Shit's fucked up. That's so, and this is a raw, it's not even, it's not a comedy. It's yeah. not. A drama, it's a rom-com. Why is that romantic? I, oh, oh, that's creepy. That is really creepy. Yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's my dose of creepy for, for the day, I for mean, the week. If Thank we you. weren't going film couples, if the Lannisters weren't on here, I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's. 
that's one we definitely noticed was creepy, right? Yeah. From the beginning. Nobody could deny that that was not creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, next yeah. up is that Call of Duty might have accidentally released leaked photos of what their next installment's going to be. After 10-ish games, mm-hmm. we're finally going back to World War II, potentially. Back to the roots. Yes, thank fucking God. Oh my god. I am so happy that they're actually doing this. They keep doing this exoskeleton bullshit where it's like, let's jump in the air and then strafe to the right and left and like do this ridiculous stuff. Let's run on walls. Let's give you special guns that are just a little bit better than everyone else's. No, screw this. I want my Springfield rifle. I want my bolt action. I want to be able to shoot a guy with a sniper that's going to have a little bit of drop on it. So when I get that headshot, it feels oh so good. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. glad they're doing this. I better be a flamethrower. Yeah. Better. I think anything based in World War Two is automatically oh, yeah. like really interesting. Like I think that it's movie just coming a out this year. Exciting time period to oh, yeah. to base anything in. Mm-hmm. So and you can do a lot of when it, I mean with a video game like this, you can do a lot with weapons like bayonets and trenches. And mm-hmm. Trench warfare, lots of fun stuff. Yeah, are you excited for that movie coming out? What movie? Dunkirk. The Christopher Nolan one. Yeah, but like. It's World I wasn't War II. About it it's World right War now. II. I was thinking it. You're like everything World War II. How dare? Okay. Sorry. I always have Dunkirk in the back of my head. I'm thinking too many things at once. <laughs> we know that's hard for you. It is hard for me. Sometimes my brain's like I get smoke out my ears, like a cartoon. Yeah. Um, so right. we're excited for that. Moving on, um, our next piece of news um, is something that we pretty much knew already, um, but it's now being confirmed that Henry in Pirates of the Caribbean is Henry Turner. And he will be um, Will and Elizabeth's son. Um, so In case we may the get last some, name didn't let you know. Yeah. We may get some kind of cutesy Will and Henry family moments. I don't know. Who knows? Will's kind of creepy now because he's got some barnacle action going on in his Barnacle boy. Barnacle boy. Where's Mermaid Man? <laughs> um, he's in the Justice League. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not much to say on that. I kind of assume no, that. No, in the newer trailers, some of it's just, oh, it was so good. It was going, woo, and then it just crashed and burned. Like, um, what's his name? Captain Salazar? That's Salazar, right? He doesn't and look like, like a bad... Dead like, men tell no tales. And I was like... He has looked like a worst... What? Like, and then they've got his... If you see some of the filming, he's got, like, um, a skin, what do you call them, like, the skin caps on his head. Yeah. So they've animated his hair, so it's doing this weird, like, wavy thing. Mm-hmm. Very strange. I'm, <sighs> he looks so cool in the first trailer, and then he since then he's just, so like, worse cool. and worse. And, yeah, he's, he's yeah, so quickly I really going hope, downhill. I really hope they don't add him to the ride at Disney World. Oh, no. They already his did Davy Jones, and that's fine, but... His weird Medusa hair. Yeah. So the last piece of news is... One for all us Canadians. Yay! And that's that because we're celebrating the 150th anniversary of Canada. Pretty big news. All the different departments in the government have been helping with like some cool deals and stuff. Um, And so this one specifically is that Via Rail has allowed anyone to buy, well, anyone between the ages of 12 and 25 to buy an uh, unlimited ride pass for the month of July for Via Rail across Canada. So, that's pretty good. Yeah, and this pass is $150, but they managed to crash the website because, of oh, course, Jesus. all of the poor, poor, uh, poor college students yeah. were like, 
heck yeah, free, well not free, but unlimited rides and I can go yeah. anywhere. I mean, that's a really great deal, especially if you're that age and you're kind of off for the summer and you want to go on a trip around Canada. Backpacking and like road tripping through Canada is, I've heard, one of the coolest things Where to do. do you think yeah. is going to be the top destination? I think, well, it depends on where you are, like... Where, no, overall, Canada, where do you think? I don't know, I feel like Vancouver would be a big one, like, these... I feel like Vancouver might be the third. Maybe Calgary, I don't know. I would say Toronto or Montreal. Everyone would want to go to Toronto for the sake of going. Yeah, but think about how many people are in Toronto. Yeah, but everyone coming from everywhere else into Toronto. Yeah, maybe. Like, coming to see sporting events, coming to see concerts, mm, coming maybe, to, yeah. uh, like, do the CN Tower. If but I being... think also, so, Canada's also doing this really cool thing. I want to jump on it. I don't know if there's any left, but basically you can go to any, you can get a pass for free to go to any of the parks in Canada hmm. for the whole year. Um, so you could team your cool park pass with your Via Rail and go visit yeah. any of the national parks, which is Amazing because we've got so much forest. I'm I, that that's something I, I'd be really stoked about. Although the month of July is not one of the best for yeah. lots of black flies. You don't want to mm -hmm. be camping and going out in the wilderness in July. That is a bad yeah. idea. It'd be don't interesting it. to see what the rest of the departments are putting out though. Yeah, I yeah. think there's lots of cool things yeah. that are going to be coming out, rolling out in the next month or two. So yeah, so mm -hmm. we'll have to see. And that's it with the news. Yeah. So ne next up is take it or leave it, a rapid fire segment of our thoughts on this week's announcements and upcoming releases so first up is some casting news yeah. rain wilson played dwight Schrute in the office yes. and he's gonna be playing a con man in star trek star trek star trek star trek star trek it's a new show called discovery star trek. <laughs> and so this character apparently appeared in the original tv mm -hmm. series so reprising that character and bring him into the universe um i'm gonna take it yeah, I'm going to take that. I think yeah. he's a great actor, and um, maybe he'll bring some Dwight Schrute magic into Star Trek. You just Trek. assume he's always going to be Dwight. Yes, I do, because it's one of the best characters. That's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the like, CPR scene from The Office. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Or when he like lights the fire in the waste paper bin and walks <laughs> everybody in. Uh, he's done some really creepy stuff. He's so... Uh, he's such a creep, but he's so funny. Uh, of course, Moe's. What? Moe's. Why am I... I'm confused. His, uh... His cousin. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Less confused now. Yeah. Less co okay. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Yeah. I'm back on track. On. Sorry. Next one is that Joss Whedon, known yeah. for Buffy, Firefly, Dollhouse, um, and Avengers, mm -hmm. is going to be directing a movie for DC, and that's Batgirl. Uh... I'm excited. I, yeah, I'm excited too. I I like the way that he handles female protagonists, so I'm gonna take it. Yeah, no, I think Buffy was. I mean, Buffy is one of those shows. Like, if you're like, oh, you know, what are cool shows from that time period? Buffy. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm I I'm really excited that there's a couple of um good superhero movies that are coming out soon that are based on female superheroes like we got Batgirl we have Wonder Woman we have what's the other one there's another one Captain Marvel Captain Marvel so we've got some we've finally seen some female superheroes yeah. here and then then we've got the the superhero shows um like there was Supergirl and then there was Jessica Jones um mm -hmm. are there any other ones 
Not with any prominent female protagonist. I mean, Agents of oh. S.H.I.E.L.D., nah. But... Oh, right. So, yeah, it's, it's really exciting in that aspect, too. Yeah. We're finally seeing some female superheroes. Indeed. And not just Batman over and over and over again, getting yeah. worse and worse and worse. <laughs> um, the next piece of casting news is that Channing Tatum is going to be starring as George Washington in Netflix's first animated movie, and it's going to be an R-rated comedy called America the Movie. Um, I'm going to leave it. I didn't really, I mean, the whole charm of Channing Tatum is his mannerisms and his acting. And so you lose that with voice acting. And he was great in the Lego movie in his little bit with Jonah Hill, but that's because it was with Jonah Hill, who he'd already worked with on 21 Jump Street. So unless Jonah Hill's in this movie as well, I don't think that it's really going to be a big thing. And I I might take it when I see the trailer, but for now I'm going to leave it. I think one of the funniest things about Channing Tatum as an actor is he looks like this frat boy bro, and then he plays characters that are so not that, or they are that, and then he's got, like, a softer side to him, um, so he's really likable, and you, that doesn't, again, that that doesn't come through as a voice actor, where you've got, like, oh god, Batman, Lego Batman, what's his Will name? Arnett. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. <laughs> Um, like his voice, like you just know it instantly. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he was doing that, you know, voice acting, you're like, yeah, that's Will Arnett. And yes, he's still funny because mm-hmm. he's just got this like type of comedy that, that you don't have to see his face and see that he's a tall, lanky, weird guy just mm-hmm. to, just to laugh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to leave that one. Um, I liked, so Netflix did, um, this show called Bojack Horseman, if anybody's seen it. It's pretty good, but it's very dark. <laughs> it takes a lot of <laughs> energy just to watch that show. Like, you'll kind of stop watching it and you'll be like, oh my god, that was exhausting. And again, yeah. that's Will Arnett. Um, but it, it's pretty good. It's well written. It's funny. So um, I'd give it a chance, but I'd, I don't know. I'm not, like, super mm-hmm. pumped for it. So I, I can we give, like, a maybe? Are we allowed to take no. it? Or do we have to take it or leave Based it? Based purely okay. on the... I'll take it then. Okay. I'll take it. Um, and then the last piece of casting news is that the front runner to play Nala in The Lion King is the queen herself. Queen Bay. Yeah. Queen Bay. <laughs> um. I can see a scene with Nala and then the other lions are all the other ones from Destiny's Child. And they do like a dance and song. <laughs> or, the, or the Destiny's Child um, people are going to be the hyenas. No, because it's a scene with got, Nala, not like No, because it got pushed no, out. No, because see, this is our casting theory. So we've got Beyonce is going to be Nala, and then um, Donald Glover is um, Simba, and then we have Kanye West as... Um, why am I blanking? Scar. Scar. Oh my god, I, I gotta stop doing this today. So Kanye was a Scar, and then all of the hyenas are all of the Kardashian clan. Mm-hmm. That's our casting call. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know about... I don't know about this. I'm going to leave this one. Yeah, I'm going to leave it too. Yeah. Uh, so next is that there were four trailers that dropped this week. Yes. One for TV, this three for movies. This week was a great week for trailers. Yeah, it was Thank a really good week. Thank yeah. you, Trailer Heaven, for this week. Yeah. Because it was a good one. <laughs> so the first trailer that came out at the beginning of this week, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, so it showed us a lot more about the story. Showed us a lot more about the villain. 
I'm and glad. And the costumes. That was my yeah. favorite part. Well, I'm really glad about them not doing Green Goblin. Yes. I'm so... Thank yeah. you for not... Cause we've done... We were good with the Green Goblin now. We, yeah. we need to see some other villains. And I'm excited that they're doing Vulture. Michael yes. Michael, Michael Keaton. Because he always has to have wings of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. One time he just had, you know, a striped suit. Yeah, but... That wasn't a superhero or a super villain. That was, that was Beetlejuice. <laughs> Don't say it two more times. Um, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Okay. I am in a very creepy attic. Did you attic, actually hear so, that? Yeah, my attic door Le- just actually creaked. Legit. legit. <laughs> That's very creepy. They're, okay. And all those pictures are just staring now. Yeah. Just look at them Great. for like two seconds and you'll see. Yeah. Um, That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I think that that movie... Um, Spider-Man, it's going to be probably one of the better iterations of Spider-Man that we've seen. I like the dynamic that they have with Tony Stark and him. Yeah, I um, really like that. Yeah, tall, I think that's cool. And uh, Tom Holland is looking to be a very good Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I love his suit. I love the best I friend. I love... Oh, yeah. He's really <laughs> he reminds he's me so of um, the guy... Uh, I'm blanking on his name again from... Um, Jerry. Ew, Jerry. <laughs> I can hear Chris Hardwick <laughs> saying it in my head. Jerry. He does a weird thing with his... Oh. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Doesn't he always do a weird thing, though? So this is a weird like, yeah, thing with always. his chin. He always says it. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. I, can't, I can't think about Chris Hardwick right now. Um, <laughs> We're past that. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, he reminds me of Jerry from mm, Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, but I really love the suit because it kind of dispels all like the, the myths about how superheroes put on their suits in alleys because it's all puffy and then he can just throw it on and then he pushes this button on his chest and it gets all like tight. Yeah. Because how are you going to put on a spandex suit quickly? <laughs> you're jamming body parts into a very yeah. tight material that does not happen unless you're all like greased up with some moisturizer. You're not getting in there yeah. fast. Well, maybe they just have it like lubricated on the inside so that Oh, just, that's horrible. I don't want to think about and that. And it's just really oh, sticky. God. Or they have like you fans. You just definitely that, like, get some. Maybe it just breathes really that. well. Okay. But it was kind of also a cool nod to the Deadpool trailer where he was yeah. like stuck in the phone booth trying to put on his costume. Mm. And then you've got Spider-Man and Ali and he's like, this is how you do it. Yeah. With a button made by Tony Stark. Yeah, exactly. Deadpool needs to make yeah. new friends. Come on. Yeah. Hang out with Tony Stark more. Uh, so <laughs> the next trailer that came out was the It trailer. So this is going to give me nightmares for days weeks months i'm so excited for this yeah it looks really i'm good. really excited yeah, for this i'm pumped i think this will be a good you know revival of the horror genre yeah because we haven't i mean nah. i i never watched the original but it was it, i mean clowns <laughs> it's not that i didn't watch the original it's that i physically cannot watch yeah. <laughs> i'm really bad with horror films so we have and to I make live you in a watch creepy it. attic so we have to make you watch it yeah i'm gonna have to watch this because this actually Ooh, looks really gonna really be fun. good so maybe okay yeah. cool uh the next trailer is the war for the planet of the apes yes. or as i wrote on the board wftpp O A T no W F T P O A O T I can't even say it. It's so so it's so a long acronym. <laughs> you tr- you tried it, but it didn't work. I tried to make an acronym out of it, and it didn't work. Yeah. Um. I thought this trailer was the worst of the two trailers that we've seen. Yeah. I think that it gave away too much of the plot, particularly this whole like subplot with like the gorilla or like gorillas helping the humans. Um, and also being enslaved. I saw yeah. that too. That was, so, you know. I'm a little bit shocked that they threw that in there and kind of gave away that tidbit. 
but I liked some nods that they had. Woody Harrelson's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really interesting to see that the really the only connection between these movies is Caesar, and you mm -hmm. are so invested in a CGI character. Yeah. Andy Serkis, right? Yeah. Andy, I mean, Andy Serkis is any CGI character. He just does such a phenomenal job. No, he didn't do Kong. No, but... I mean, every time he's done a oh, CGI yeah. character, it's always been yeah. really good. I don't know what it is about that guy, but he's great at he's CGI characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I thought there were some great nods. Like, there was um, a scene with all the apes riding horses along the beach. Like, great nod to the mm -hmm. old films. Um, yeah. And some of the... I don't want to ruin too much, but some of the lines that they were saying throughout the trailer, I was like, yes, they put that in there. No, it was really good. I'm, I'm, But, again, I hope that they didn't put in... More of the movie than... Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope I still go into the theater and I'm surprised. I'm like, yeah. oh, plot twist. You know, that was really good walking out and not seeing the whole film in the trailer. I hate when movies do that. I hate when movies get totally ruined by giving so, away too much in the trailer. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it too. Yeah. <laughs> and the last trailer is the first Game yeah. of Thrones trailer. Um, the last one was a teaser. This one's a trailer. Mm. Uh, they know how to make trailers right. They give away nothing, yet say everything at once. But I guess this is also the benefit of being such a cult, like such a, you know, having such a huge following. You don't need to say anything. We know who the characters are. We know what's happening. You know, if you watch Game of Thrones, you watch Game of mm -hmm. Thrones. Like, you don't just kind of watch an episode here yeah. and there. So, yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was really good. But the one thing I will say is I really didn't like the choice of song. Yeah. It didn't, it was awkward. Like, it didn't yeah, get you into the trailer. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I'll have to see. Actually, I heard that apparently Ed Sheeran's supposed to appear in this season. That's weird. Well, they've had a couple of um, musicians appear as, like, background Yeah, but actors. Ed Sheeran. Um, but, <clears throat> like, Game of Thrones, the music for Game of Thrones is some of my favorite scoring for TV mm -hmm. shows. I mean, other than Bear McCreary... And his stuff with like The Walking Dead and and obviously Battlestar Galactica. Um, I, I I mean I, why why wouldn't you score something fresh for the trailer? Ah, it just made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. that's it for the trailers. The next up uh, bit of this is the uh, four upcoming movies from this week. This is a big release week. So the first movie is the most anticipated one, and it's a drama called Gifted. And it mm -hmm. stars Chris Evans and Octavia Spencer. And basically what it is, is Chris Evans, uh, his sister dies. And so he has to take in his niece and his niece mm -hmm. is gifted. And so it's a custody battle between him and his mom over what is best for the child. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Um, yeah. I feel like Chris Evans plays like the same character over and over again. Like... I feel like you could take his Captain America character and put it in this movie and it wouldn't even be that weird. I think it's because he's doing, like, in this movie, what's morally right for yeah. the kid, right? It's all, but, he's, his characters are always yeah. about what's morally right. Um, but I think I think it'll be a really interesting um, look, at, especially now with the way schools are culturally, especially in in, in America, North, North America, um... So much pressure is put on this whole gifted stuff and, yeah. and child children being special and I don't know I just I think people put way too much pressure on children especially children who excel at a young age and and we see it all the time in the news where people I mean kids go to university and 
so much pressure is put on them to get good grades and to join all these clubs and to do all this and that and and it's like why can't you just let the kid do what's healthy and best for them so i think Mm -hmm. it's i think it's a really relevant um topic i think it'll be interesting I think it's going to be really serious with that. <laughs> I think it's going to be a better version of Manchester by the Sea to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the whole thing about oh the the brother who wasn't as good as the parent has to now take on this kid and like learn how to be a responsible adult. Mm-hmm. And I I mean Chris Evans, Casey Affleck. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh next up is another drama coming up this week. It's called Song to Song and it stars Ryan Gosling, Rooney Mara, Michael Fassbender, and Natalie Portman. And it's about two different love triangles in which these um like musicians and I think Michael Fassbender is a music producer. They uh their lives are just intertwined. You know what this movie is? It's um La La Land meets Black Swan. <laughs> like creepy sexual dark meets musicians yeah except every to... shot is from like a drugged up movie like train spotting yeah because my god the amount of fisheye in the trailers yeah. it was very all over um place. i don't know i am going to take it just because i like the cast um i i feel like it's going to be a story that's more about the characters and the um, chemistry between these actors so that's why I'm going to take it because I think that um, Natalie Portman and Michael Fassbender are great actors Rooney Mara I haven't seen her in enough but she is decent and I watch basically anything Ryan Gosling's in so I'm going to watch this too I'm going to leave it it's not something that I'm really dying to see like the trailers didn't grab me I'm, I wasn't really following along with what exactly the plot was it just looked like a lot of people having an orgy yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i'm gonna leave that <laughs> the uh, psychedelic orgy yeah. thanks <laughs> so the next trailer well next movie actually yeah. this week um was a comedy and it's a caper movie mm-hmm. starring michael Caine, morgan freeman and alan arkin anything and, with uh, michael Caine and morgan freeman in it i'm instantly gonna take so I'm just going to say right off the bat, I'm taking this. Yeah, there's no movie that would have both of them in it that yeah. I'm not going to watch. Yeah. Um, they are great together. They are great separate. The fact that this is a comedy mm. is going to be amusing, especially it's going to be a, like a heist movie, but yeah. like a comedy. Um, so I'm going to take Some of those jokes in the trailer were so good. Yeah. It's just like... It's just so funny. The best turn like, was when he turns around and he's like, this is not an admission of guilt. Yeah. I, I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. I loved when he's like, are you 5 And he's like, I, actually, we're 8-0. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm really excited for this. I think it'll be really good. Yeah. I think it'll be funny. Um, so the last movie we have <laughs> coming out this week. It, it's coming out this week, right? Yeah. Okay, I got a little lost there. Uh, the new Smurfs movie. Do we need another Smurfs movie? Well, Why have you given us another Smurfs Apparently this movie? one isn't a sequel. Apparently yeah. it's a reboot. Because the other ones were like part CGI where you had like Neil Patrick Harris. And this one's just entirely animated. The only thing that excites me about this movie is the possibility of finding out why all of the Smurfs are male except for the one Smurf. Smurfette? Yeah. Why is there only one? I mean, this is like the age-old question. Why is there only one Smurfette? So maybe... There's another tribe of all female Smurfs. Yeah. And like the babies got like mixed up. Yeah, just one in the air. One One just got boop and one went to one place. And so there's one boy in the other tribe. Yeah. 
I don't know. Other than that, it just looks like a goofy kids movie. It doesn't look like. Well, I think it'll be better than the other ones. Hopefully. Yeah. So, I'm gonna leave it, but I think that it goes out to like a kid friendly audience. I'm gonna leave it, but I'll definitely watch it if it comes out on Netflix. Yeah. So to recap, in casting news, uh, Rain Wilson in Star Trek Discovery, we're both going to take it. Josh Whedon directing Batgirl, both going to take it. Uh, Channing Tatum in the America the Movie Netflix, I'm going to leave it. And Alex? I think I said I was going to take it. Yeah. There's too many things going on. Too many on. things this week. So Alex is going to take that. Uh, Queen Bay in The Lion King, we're both going to leave that. Yeah, bye. Uh, Sorry, Bay. All four trailers from this week we're going to take because this was as alex said a great week for trailers mm -hmm. and then the upcoming movies gifted we're both going to take it song to song i'm going to take it and alex is going to leave it going in style we're both going to take and the smurfs movie leaving it yeah. bye leaving it bye smurfs next up is the weekly picks our choices for what's worth or not worth your time based on what we invested our time in this week so dylan what's your first pick my first pick is a show that just ended this week. It had its series finale after 12 seasons, and yeah. that is 12. 12. And that's Bones. Uh, I did not start so watching no the show. more Bones, like Harry Potter. Sorry. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm done. Um, I started watching this show in season eight, um, so I binge-watched the first seven seasons. Uh, I loved it because... In school, I took a lot of forensic anthropology courses, and so... Oh, aren't you? Oh. Smart, smart um, So I got the lingo. I really liked the lingo. It was very articulate and detailed, and so I'm like, oh, I know this stuff, and I even used it to study sometimes, which was fun. <laughs> um, yeah. It would be terrible if they were, like, lazy one episode, and they're like, eh, this isn't really real, and yeah. you're like, oh, I'll use that on my next test. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was a hit or miss. Yeah. Um, the show was good. I liked that the season... Uh, the series finale wrapped up all the characters' relationships so well. Um, some TV shows really just leave you high and dry at the end and feel like you've been cheated, like you invested so much time in these characters, then all of a sudden they're just gone. This show actually gave you a conclusion to each of their stories while also showing that their lives went forward beyond what you've seen. Uh, I really liked that. My favorite character in the show was Hodgins. Uh, <laughs> I love... How much of a jokester he was. Uh, he, like, I could relate to how he acted and stuff. It was very much a great character. I wasn't a big fan of Bones herself. I found mm -hmm. that she's very articulate and analytical and seemed too much like Sheldon Cooper at times. And Sheldon so, Sheldon Cooper, but not funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so I found that by supporting her with such a great cast really helped. I really liked um, when they brought in Cam, who's the boss of the place after. The previous guy left, um, and then you've got, uh, oh, I forget his name, really, the actor, but, oh, David Boreanaz, the guy who plays Booth, who was Angel in Buffy. Right. Um, so, I mean, he's great, too, and just the supporting cast, like, even the interns, I really liked the interns when they brought them on. There was, like, six or seven of them, and each of the actors, some of them went on to be in other things, uh, like, uh, one of the guys from Avatar was in it, uh, one of the guys has been on, uh... Arrow, another one of the girls has been on Big Bang Theory, another one has was in Superbad, and uh, I believe the show Undeclared. Yeah. So they, they've been in a lot of stuff, and so it's great to see where they've gotten to, but going back and like especially having those characters in the last season come back, 
especially all the ones that at least were my favorites. Uh, it was good to see them. So it's it sucks that the show is going to be over. Uh, I mean, 12 years for some people. For me, it was only four, but for some people, it was 12 years. So yeah. uh, it sucks, but I you got to move on. Yeah. So, Alex, what's your only pick for this week? I only have one pick. Unfortunately, everything I watched this week is stuff I've already talked about, so I don't want to bore you with that again. But this is another gem from my mother's collection of weird stuff she watches. Because <laughs> 9 out of 10 things that my mom watches are absolutely terrible. I'm like, what are you watching? And then that 10th one, it's like, oh, I can't stop watching. Yeah. So, again, it was another one of me walking in after work and going, Mom, what what is this? I don't and then I stand in the doorway forever watching it. Um so this show is called Bloodline and it's on Netflix and it's it's the story about a family. Um there's three brothers and a daughter and a sister and then their mom and and I guess their dad, but he's not really in it. Um and basically it's based around their sister, the other sister who died and how she died and and how the aftermath of like, like the aftermath of her death, really. And so one of the brothers was with her when she died, so they kind of, like, blame him mm -hmm. and, and what happened to him in his life because of that. Um, and the other brother is a cop, so he's kind of, like, investigating the brother that she was with when she died. Um, so there's a whole storyline there. It's, it's really interesting, and it's deep, and it's dark, and, um, yeah, I really liked it. And the character of the brother who, who possibly killed her... <coughs> He's really, like, messed up. Like, so messed up. Some of the stuff he says is so... You're just like, that really just happened? So, yeah, no, it's definitely something... If you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, that's a good one to check out. Is that a Netflix original? Um, I feel like it is. I think it might be. Yeah. But I'd have to... Is it the one... It. Is the dad played by Kyle Chandler? Oh, I don't know. I feel like that... Because I've seen it, like come up before and I've never watched it and I think that he's Google it. um Google best. So my second pick is a movie that I watched and it's a really weird movie. Uh it stars Tilda Swinton and Ezra Miller and even John C. Riley appears in it. And the movie is called We Need to Talk About Kevin. Um I'm not gonna spoil much of this movie um uh, because when you watch it it really screwed up. Um, but basically, there's three storylines in this non-linear movie. And so it's the life of Tilda Swinton. And so the first part that you see is her pre-pregnancy and during pregnancy. And then you see her relationship with her and her son, Kevin. And then the final thing is the aftermath of some event that happened in their family's life and how it affected her. And I don't want to spoil anything beyond that. But basically, this movie's some psychological shit. Because there's a lot of shit that goes on. You don't expect it to happen. It's just like... And then and then all of a sudden you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to be on the screen. But even, even the amount of anticipation that you have and just knowing that it's going to be there, you see it and you're like, oh shit. And, the, and your heart just drops in your chest. I think that it's the most real and normal I've ever seen Tilda Swinton. Uh, as, is, yeah. Mean, yeah. Still pretty weird. <laughs> I think that the... It's probably the best performance I've seen of John C. Riley's career. Um, and Ezra Miller's great in it, although I think that he could have been, like, someone else could have played that role. I don't think he defined the role as his own. Uh, I 
so yeah, I think that it was a decent movie. There's a, definitely a lot of imagery in it and a lot of symbolism. And if you go back and rewatch the movie, you can pick up on things the second time that definitely help with understanding the complexity of the story, especially with how jarring the uh, editing might be to help with the nonlinear structure of the story. The way that you have to always pick up on it is how Tilda Swinton looks in terms of her haircut. But even that, just jumping back and forth, her hair might just be slightly different. And so it gets a little bit confusing at points. But watching it again and again just to get the imagery. However, the story is terribly depressing. So I don't know how many times you actually want to watch that movie. But it was definitely interesting for someone who likes kind of like true crime and like psychological horror stories that don't have to do with ghosts or, uh, or like supernatural things. It was definitely an interesting take on on that type of genre. And kind of cool to see John C. Riley in a yeah. serious role. I mean, usually he's just Will, Will Ferrell's sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't picture him in anything yeah. other than like. I think his. Or... I also really liked him in uh, Wreck It Ralph because he yeah. plays Ralph, right? And uh, he was great in Kong. I think he was I my favorite actor in Kong. Still. Like, you have a cast of like John Goodman, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston. I think John C. Riley was the best one in the movie. I, I think he's got some real acting chops, but you only see him in comedy. Well, that's, so that's all you can That's the interesting thing, right? Like, as as comedic actors get older, eventually they have to branch out and they have to mm-hmm. try to. And then you see ones that succeed and you see ones that fail. Like, for instance, Tom Hanks is a phenomenal actor, whether he's doing com- Like, he did a lot of comedy growing up, yeah. and then he went into drama. Um, Jim Carrey can't really say the same. He was good in Eternal Sunshine, but, like, the number 23? I wasn't a huge yeah, fan of that. Yeah, Jim Carrey is, like, so comedy. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I can picture him in a serious series. You've got movie. other actors that do branch, like Steve Carell. Yeah. Steve Carell's done really well in both. And I feel like John C. Riley's one of those guys that might be able to do it. Like, not a so much, like... comedians, too, like the, um... Uh, like, Mr. Bean. I mean, they're all, like... They all went to, uh, I can't... Like, Oxford and... and you know, really, really like top notch <laughs> schools, and then they play these goofy roles like Mr. Bean, and it's because they know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think they're. You see, you you picture them all your life in these roles like that. Well, Rowan Atkinson's a freaking engineer. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then and then they do something outside of that, and they really shock you. And I think that was really it would be really cool. I haven't seen this movie yet, but I really would love to yeah. see John C. Riley do something. Yeah. Serious. No, I. I would be interested in, like, looking up things for him on IMDb just to see if there's anything else that he does dramatic because I like him not being the goofy sidekick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just as a side note, Bloodline is a Netflix original. Awesome. Yeah. And did you see if What's-His-Face is in it? Who? Kyle Chandler. Oh, I didn't check that. Ah, uh, Alex. Sorry. We asked you one thing. One track mind. I have one, one track, track mind. mind. Yes, Kyle Chandler. But ah. he's not the dad. He's the... Um, oh, right. Yeah, okay. He's he's the cop brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he... Yeah. He is the dad on it. He's in he's not... Manchester by the Sea. Oh. Um, yeah, he's the brother that... Oh, that... Dies, I think, yeah. And then... Um, I didn't recognize him. I know him from Grey's. Oh. He, he's only in one episode. I kind well, of recognized he's in a little bit. his face, but I didn't really yeah. know him for I think he's from Friday Night Lights. Okay. Which I think so. I'm not positive. Uh, anyways, that's it for the weekly picks. Up next is Alex's favorite part of the show. So, what is it? 
Um, this is Netflix Roulette. It's our audience participation part of the show where we ask you to sit with us and watch something good, bad, or awful, ugly, who knows. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, this week we watched Citadel or The Citadel? Citadel. Citadel, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, do you want to start off or do you want me to? I will say this, I did have some seriously messed up nightmares because of this movie. Because I was staying in a, uh, an apartment, well, a condo, uh, an apartment building. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my god, what if what if the feral children are in the condo? Because the whole point is like that they live in this yeah. big high-rise apartment building. And they live in, like, and, oh god, who knows. It was just so weird. Yeah. Um, this is what I have to say about this movie. So, first of all, the only actor that I recognized in it was the guy who plays um, Mormont. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Game of Thrones. And he was great in this movie. I loved him in that role. Yeah. Like, he was a Scottish priest that did not give a shit. And yeah. he was the best character. Um, like, go like. <laughs> everyone else in the movie is so bad. Yes. Like, the friends are very unbelievable. Like, his friend who, like, doesn't believe him about his story. Um, she just seems so distanced and bland. He and then was... she tried to make out with him. He's yeah. this poor guy yeah. who's agoraphobic and he's having this awful time. And then she like makes out with him and then... As he's holding his baby. very strange. But and then there's, the, Irish, there's the... Irish sad Frodo. Yeah, I, I couldn't get behind him as a lead character. <laughs> I did not care about him at all. He was like literally Frodo because every scene was him like... Puppy eyes. He just... Sad puppy eyes. Crying sad puppy eyes. He seemed to not play the way that the character was supposed to be very well. It seemed like they gave... They tried to give that character too many layers that the actor couldn't deal with. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the whole subplot with the blind kid. Yeah. They, um, they made this poor blind kid go into this horror... So he was like one of... He was kidnapped by the feral children... And this is, like, what you're not supposed to do. Send a victim back into the place that they were kidnapped and held. Yeah. And so they drag him back in there because the whole thing is, like, the feral children are blind. So they can only see fear and it's supposed to be a scarlet red. But then the whole thing was a lie to get this guy into the building in the first place. Yeah. And they drag this poor, like, he must be, like, nine years old. And they yeah. drag this poor child in and then he ends up crying. And, like, honestly, that little kid was the best actor in the whole film that's I just, what i think yeah i other than other than lord mormont i think those two yeah those two, two for sure that were good i think no. that okay first of all the the apartment complex reminded me very much of the movie uh dread uh which is carl urban and he goes into an apartment complex and he gets stuck in there uh he's a cop and it's just a bunch of gangs are after him uh it very much reminded me of that um, in terms of how they built the uh, world in this one. The one thing to me that I think about this movie, I was, I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go. I, I try the to think about something with this movie like, and it's like, oh. they could see you and then they couldn't see you and then they could see you and then they couldn't see you. Was and why like, was it called Citadel? There was, yeah, why was it called Citadel? Yeah. There was a priest in it, but that was it. Like, it. And then, and then there was like some weird thing about, um, 
Like, you couldn't tell what these feral children were or why they were doing anything they were doing. And there were, like, some hints at them being cannibals, and then they weren't cannibals. And then at the yeah. end, you see them tearing, like, they, you see them actually eat, like, eating people a little yeah. bit. I will say that they are some of the scariest, like, horror, um, I don't know if you'd call them villains, but, like, creatures. Monsters. That, because some yeah. of them, like, I know with, um, oh, God, what's that movie where they both, um, into like the dreams are the kids like trapped Nightmare in a on dream Street? no not Nightmare on Elm Street it's a newer one um where so the dad goes into his dream to get him back out so he's like kind of in a coma um it's just an eye in Insidious? Insidious. Sorry. They ruined Insidious. I'm really bad with names. They ruined Insidious because at the end, they actually, like, showed the things inside the dream. And I'm like, Mm. that's not even scary. They look like puppets. But with this film, they were really creepy and scary. Yeah. I think that, to me, for this movie, the the plot and story were just so dull and dragged. I will say that it did have some good moments where it was like, holy shit, that is scary. Yeah. Um, I think that the one to me that striked me the most was not where the kid is standing in the doorway, but it's when the guy's in his kitchen and you see the reflection of the kid in the through kettle. Through the toaster. It was a toaster. Oh, it was a toaster? Yeah, it was a toaster. But, but yeah, like it's through the yeah. metallic and that was it was like, really that was shot. really cool. And, and then it was all of a sudden it's like. on a hand camera. Yeah. So that, I mean, I really, you know, usually I hate that stuff, but it wasn't. I thought it was yeah. done well. Um, There's so, a lot of plot holes. That was my yeah. issue. I don't know. I think it deserves its rating. Yeah. yeah. It was a two. <laughs> on US Netflix, it's a three, but on Canadian Netflix, it's a two. So I think the Canadians got it right there. <laughs> I think it's also, we, we have a lot less people voting. And we're supposed to be nice. Yeah. But Come we were on. not nice about this movie, so. Yeah. Well, it's because it's the Good Irish. Good on you, Canadians. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, hey, are we ready? Are we ready are we, for are the we ready? next week? Are we ready? Drumroll, please. Next week, we will be watching Miss Carrie's Concert. This has a rating of 3.2. It came out in 2011. At an Australian high school for girls, music director Karen Carey... Music director Karen Carey... Okay. Coaches her young orchestra into delivering the performance of their lives at the Sydney Opera House, pushing her charges to the edge of their collective breaking point. Hmm. So, just so everyone is informed, because we uh, do this now to make sure that it's on there, Miss Carrie's concert is not on Netflix Canada, so the first title related, and the one we will be watching, is Friends. Again, because we've both watched basically all of Friends. Uh, but we can and talk I'm about. I'm actually currently rewatching. Uh, so it's perfect. So the question is, do we watch our favorite episodes, or do we just watch best like, of the best? Yeah. Okay, we will pick three best of the best episodes. We will pick three episodes from now be- before we watch Netflix Roulette this week, you know. and we will let you know. And those are the episodes we're going to watch, and then we'll just talk about them, and maybe we'll explain a little bit on social media why those are our favorites. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I'm pumped. Super this is pumped. This like Dylan's favorite thing. Oh. This is your favorite now. Netflix oh, is your favorite. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. going to be great. Great. All right. So I think with that, uh, we've talked about everything. But, but my line's not done yet. Well, you better chug it. You can't chug wine. Yeah, you can. You can <laughs> chug anything. 
So that's all we have to say? Nothing um, pressing? Nothing exciting? I'm going to plug a few things then. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, always plugging. So, uh... I'll drink my wine over here. Went and saw Ghost in the Shell. Advanced screening. It was nice. The advanced screening, I mean. The movie is me. Um, I haven't seen the the anime, so I can't really compare it. But, uh, I mean, they could have done so much better, I think. Um, so, so Scarbe, oh, are you disappointed in her? No. Was she flawless? Uh, I wasn't a big fan of her acting in it. This is a first. She, Dylan okay. is upset with Scarbe. It's because in the movie, oh, she's supposed to... Oh, this relationship is on the rocks. <laughs> in the movie, she's supposed to be a robot with a human brain. And so half of the movie, she walks like a normal human. And then the other half, she's like fucking walking like this. Like she's like a chimpanzee. Okay. Because she's supposed to be like not aware of the body or whatever. Or be like disconnected from it in a way. But she does it at such random times that I was like, what are you doing? So she's got a limp and now she's like Citadel. He had a limp and then he yeah. didn't have a limp and then he had a limp again. Funny enough, the second build actor in Ghost in the Shell, I didn't know this till I watched the movie, is um, the Greyjoy, like Uncle Greyjoy from oh, Game of Thrones. Like okay. the guy that came back and killed the dad. Oh, uh, something Quinlan or something. That sounds like Quinlan. No, it's Pilo Azbeck. No, in re- not in real life. Oh, in, I don't know, it's Greyjoy. I think it's like Quinlan Greyjoy Yeah, I don't something. know. But the guy that looks kind of like Alfie Allen. Because right. they got the guy that looks he like did, him. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah he, he's that guy in the trailers that has, like, the blonde hair. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that it was him. And I looked at it and I'm but like, But I guess wow. you only see him, like, for no, he's a little well, bit. Well, in the trailers, yeah. But yeah. in the, yeah, in Game of Thrones. But, yeah, it was, uh, I, I would say if you're a fan of the anime, you'd probably like the movie, so. Unless the anime was really good and the movie yeah. was. Yeah. Well, I've, I've seen reviews from people who like the anime. And oh, they, and, and they, they like the movie. movie. Yeah. It's probably a lot of stuff that we would miss. Yeah. And not understand. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't really have anything else to plug. Oh. I, uh, yeah. Was, Are we uh, done? Nothing else to say? Yeah. No more wine to drink? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, so if you have any questions or topics or comments or you just want to chat with us, um, please feel free to send us an email at thefanatticpodcast at gmail.com or talk to us on any of our social media platforms, leave comments in the comment section, whatever you want to do, however you want to reach us. We love hearing from you, so... Let us know. Yeah. So, social media, it's all the same. It's Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram, and that's Film Fanatic Show, whether or not it's an at sign or a slash, whatever, you know, social media platform you use. Um, And don't forget to check in with us for Fanatic Roulette. That, again, is hashtag Fanatic Roulette, and we're going to tell you the day before, probably, or the day of. We don't know yet. It depends. It's usually usually a Tuesday or a Wednesday. We're feeling sassy. Yeah. Day of. Yeah, so uh, we'll let you know, but I'm Dylan Phillips. And I'm Alex Hicks, and this has been the Fanatic Podcast. So until next time, Fanatics, keep it real.